Welcome to Relentless Truth with John Warren, the podcast that extracts truth from a wide range of topics, revealing who God is, who we are, and how we relate to each other. Now, here's John with this week's powerful and practical insights. Welcome to Relentless Truth. I'm John Warren. It's good to be with you. Again, please like, share, review, and subscribe to Relentless Truth. Uh, You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, or you can go to my website, johnwarrenmedia.com. You can communication with us by uh, going to our contact page there, or you can send an email to me directly at john at johnwarrenmedia.com. Well, this is exciting. Our sponsor, first of all, is CFS Financial. There's a tab on the website that explains that work. We work as consultants with uh, Christian organizations, nonprofits of all types all over the country on matters including uh, all things financial, uh, debt negotiation, resolution, all things uh, strategic and governance related as well. You can read about our work on the website at johnwarrenmedia.com. There's a separate tab for CFS Financial, or you can just go to cfsfinancial.net and go there directly. So uh, thank you so much for listening. I am encouraged. There was an episode a few weeks ago that has set records. I was very emotional in describing our daughter's wedding and uh, answered prayer and uh, all, all of those things and God's promise to to never be separated from us. And that was uh, just a powerful episode. There, uh, hundreds of people uh, uh, listened and I've received uh, comments from uh, many of you scattered all over the place, and I appreciate that very much. We're going to be starting a new series next week on the character of God. I'm teaching a class at uh, my church coming up in the fall. It's not quite the fall yet, and I am in preparation for that. I'm going to be doing a a series here on the podcast. It'll, it won't be exactly the same. As, as the class, but I hope you enjoy this upcoming series on the character of God. We're going to start with, and you'll see this in the title for the episode, we're going to start with uh, divine simplicity. God is, from a classical theology standpoint, God is simple, and I'm going to explain what that means. That doesn't mean simple-minded. It's not a, a, a defamatory term at all. Um, but we're going to talk about that next week. So uh, please listen to that episode. For this episode, I want to talk about uh, something that is on my mind, and I'm sure it's on many of yours. Those of you who are international listeners, particularly my friends in Australia and uh, New Zealand and Belgium and Germany and Ireland and the UK and all throughout the UK and all the rest, even in India, uh, we have some listeners. I, I, I'd ask you to to stay tuned here. Don't 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 uh, don't click out of this. Uh, but listen to this episode. But it is going to focus on an American phenomenon or issue or uh, an American process. I, I think other countries have similar processes this time of year, maybe, and others don't. But I think there's some lessons that we can all learn, and hopefully, this discussion will be valuable to you. And that is, this This is the time where we're going back to school. And I know 
a lot of you are empty nesters. Some of you are. Others have young children, uh, students. Uh, some of you are single and young, and and you 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 might maybe can't relate to uh, going back to school, but a lot of you can. Uh, it's it can be a uh, a stressful time of year. Um, it 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 just kind of is to me. Um, and, and so I'm going to talk about some local things and, and some concepts I think that could be uh, perhaps helpful to, to all of us. I get to speak to you as a teacher at a, a high school, a private high school, a Christian school called Circle Christian School. And this is upcoming will be my ninth year teaching the following classes. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you know this. Um, I teach uh, American government honors in the first semester of each year, and the same group of students in three sections, three different classes, will take uh, economics uh, in the second semester. That economics class is not a personal finance class, although we talk about that. It is a macroeconomic theory class, and we, we do both those classes at a high level. They're both honors courses. And we, we talk in the first semester, for example, about our formative period as a country as it relates to our Constitution. And we spend weeks pulling apart the Constitution, much like a, a, a law school class would, would do. Uh, I'm not suggesting it's as difficult as a law school class, but we look at all those same truths and facts. And we look at uh, court cases and uh, important uh, tangential documents, and we go through each amendment and talk about the history of all of that and what the what the words actually mean and it's a very rewarding class and then and then we uh, in economics we we play a game a stock simulation game where every student starts with a million dollars and invests in 10 stocks about a hundred thousand each in 10 stocks and we track them over a 12-week period less than ideal I'd like I'd like to I'd like to track them over a 12-year period but for class purposes, we track them for a relatively short period of time. We learn some things about investing. And we also learn about supply, demand, and price equilibrium and how it, how it all works. The, the uh, uh, Adam Smith's uh, uh, Wealth of Nations and the Invisible Hand of the Market and all that good stuff. I also teach a Bible course called Ethics every other year. It's got a longer name than that, but it's, it's an honor, ethics honors. And we look at ethical theories, and we, we do so with a, a tour of Proverbs and Psalms, uh, a parallel tour. And uh, we, use, we use a book called Beyond Bumper Sticker Ethics, which I thought was a silly title at first. Um, I still think it's a silly title, but it's a good book, a decent book. And, and then we use a Tim Challey's book, Visual Theology, for the second semester, talking about some of the core tenets of of theology still in the context of ethics. And then, and so I do that every other year, the school kind of has it patterned this way for a reason. And that is, uh, I teach just 11th and 12th graders. And so on the other years, there's a world religions class, we call it. It's really a worldview, Christian worldview course. We use a book called Understanding the Times, and we parallel that book with the Paul's epistle to the church at Rome. So when I did the Romans, um, series about a year ago on this podcast, I, I was relying on having taught that class for many, many years. The truths of Romans are so deep, as you know, if you're a Christian who, who studies your Bible, you know how important that compendium of theology is. And so 
I really have a, a great job. Uh, I am, I am getting to the point where it is, I mean, I'm, I'm, as far as I know, I'm physically healthy, but uh, it is, it is really physically demanding to teach four one and a half hour sections of courses to each of the two subjects, ethics and government in the first semester um, on Mondays. Um, that's, that's a, that's a full day. It starts at, you know, I get there about seven, seven fifteen, and I'm there till four and I'm teaching, uh, for six, six hours for one and a half hour, uh, sections of class. And, and I have, uh, I also teach on Tuesday for a couple of, uh, at another campus, the same courses. And I have you know, right at a hundred students and, and all the, all the grading and everything that comes with it is, is, uh, if you, if you want to do it right and really make the class time rich, which you have to do in this model that circle Christian school uses, then, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a lot of work. It's hard, hard work. And, um, I don't, uh, although my courses fill up and they're valued and, and I hear positive things, I don't for a second, I'm not complacent for a second. I'm, I'm honored by the, the fact that parents and students select these courses and I want to deliver uh, high quality, good learning experience, real world, but also intricate theory. And I want to make it interesting. I want the students to love learning these subjects when, when we're done. I'm not looking to just fill them with information and then, you know, have them recite that information like some courses in some schools do. I want them to love learning the subject, enjoy the process, get a, get a grasp of the essentials on these subjects. And then perhaps I can pique their interest for, um, for the future, for college. I, I kind of, I'll, I'll tell students sometimes I want them to peak academically in undergrad or grad school, not here, not yet. That, that doesn't mean I don't want you to try, but you know, it means that this isn't the, the end all that uh, some people treat it. So I, I, I want to, uh, talk about uh, two things. Uh, one, I, I'm going to be very local for a moment and talk about Circle Christian School. And I, I think this will mean something to you, but the the model there and the people there are, uh, I, you know, I don't use the word amazing a lot, but but it, uh, they're, 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 they're beautiful. I mean, it, it's, there are people who sacrifice, uh, you know, a, a lot of people who could, who could do other things, who choose to be there. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, characterize them as grossly underpaid or, or missing out on some opportunity because the, the opportunity to impact young people, just to be with young people who, and, and these students are special young people. These are, these are people who, um, for the most part, want to be there and want to engage well. They're kind. They have good character, aptitude. And, and, you know, it's not perfect because we're all a bunch of depraved sinners, but, but it's, it's a beautiful thing. And this model allows students to go to school two or three or four or five days a week with a schedule that really pinpoints the subjects that they're taking. In other words, there's not a lot of downtime. There's not, a, there's not a lot of, oh, you have to sit here from 7.30 or 8 to, to 3.30 or whatever it is most schools do. And, and, and you're, you know, you're going to be in a bunch of study halls, although we have study halls, uh, but you're going to, you're going to be in some filler courses and we're just going to, we're going to fill the time Monday through Friday. 
uh, that that's just not how we roll. It's not how it's set up. And I have to give credit to those who who set it up. We are accredited by Cognia and and uh, another organization, and we take uh, the state benchmarks seriously. We we are in class the appropriate number of hours per year. We use Canvas. We use an electronic learning campus. Uh, we call it the ELC, and we use Canvas as the as the underpinning for that. And there is there is week long learning that goes on at home. At least that's the theory. And and so class time is precious, and there's there's just kind of pressure on on really delivering well at at during uh, class time. But <clears throat> having said all that about Circle, I want to. I want to mention some people. Uh, Matt Adams is is the head of school at Circle. He's in his second year. He's, if, if my memory serves, he's wrapping up his second year soon, and he has done a good job of taking the reins after uh, founders left and uh, Jim and Linda Warner. And that's that that's a that's a difficult task under any circumstance. And uh, uh, Melanie Harder is the CFO. She's been a guest on this podcast. If you go back, you can find that episode. And uh, she's a CPA, is the um, chief financial officer, and also serves on the board. I also serve on the board as president of the board uh, right now. And it, it's a it's a blessing to serve with Corey Rhodes, with uh, Tibby Westcott, with Adam McGill, and Dave Terrio on that board. But Matt is the head of school. Melanie is the CFO. And then we've recently hired Sarah Shepard, who is moving from teaching chemistry one and two, which are really difficult subjects to teach. And she's just an excellent teacher. And she is now the director of the upper school, and uh, that is middle school and high school. And then Gretchen Simmons continues as the director of the lower school. Gretchen has been in that job for a long time. I, I don't remember a time when she wasn't in that position, although I was probably around when she wasn't in that position. But she and her husband, Michael, work tirelessly. Michael is the uh, director of spiritual formation and athletic director. And he also teaches a class or two and is a leader on campus among students. And uh, he does does a lot of good things for, for the school. They're, the Simmons family is a blessing to Circle Christian School. So I'm excited that Sarah has moved into the upper school director position. Uh, We also have uh, Maureen Rhodes, who is the uh, human resources director. We have uh, Tanya Ulinski, who is in charge of admissions enrollment, and uh, Raina Souza, who is uh, over academic guidance and I'm leaving people out. I know there there are some other people um, who are such a blessing. Uh, Jean Vanetta, I get to work with. Uh, she's in an administrative role. Kathy Godlewski, and I'm leaving out Jenny McIntyre. We also have uh, an IT person named Michelle, used to be Cordova, and uh, I don't recall her married name, but all, all of these people just do a great job with making it happen. And, and it, I, I will tell you, um, we, we just had last Friday this big meeting of all the faculty and administration and, and it, it all day meeting. And, and it's just, it, it, you know, it, it, I don't like the expression necessarily because it's overused, but it is drinking from a fire hose. And, and there, are, there are new teachers who've been hired who, my goodness, they are, you talk about drinking from a fire hose. They've got to figure out all their course content 
and and uh, all this training that we have to do, uh, safety protocols. We we go to great lengths to to to, to do those things. Uh, some we can talk about, and some we don't talk about to make our campuses, um, all, all three of them, uh, safe. And, and then there's, I, I left out Erin Terrio. I mentioned her husband, Dave, who's on the board. Uh, she and, uh, Linda, uh, Mimentowski, they run, uh, circle theater, uh, school of the arts. They, uh, there are some other people involved in all of these things who I'm leaving out kind of that next level who really do a lot of great work. My apology to them. Um, but, but there are just a lot of people who, who work to make this place very special. And this work is intense at this particular time of year, but that's not my point. My point is this is also a, a time of high anxiety for some parents and their students, for some families. And it's, I, I can kind of sense it on social media sometimes, when, when I see, oh, I've got to have this, this, and this, and, and where's the supplies list, and where's all this material, and I've got to be ready, and I want my students to be ready. Some of these families have come from homeschooling uh, over the years, years ago, and, and, and they're used to uh, you know being very active in the education of their students, and that's a wonderful thing and works really well at Circle. But if you're, and then there are others who've, who've been in, in a, traditional school and have moved to circle migrated there over the years and kind of everything in between. But, but it's a, it's a time of year that can produce anxiety. And, and so I thought, you know, maybe I could make some comments today for, for everyone who's dealing with this, whether you're a parent, grandparent or student or, or, you know, some people who are, you know, gearing up for school this can be a really stressful time of year. I don't have, you know, the 10 bullet points, the how-to guide to, to getting through this well, but, but I, I just want to make some general uh, comments. First of all, I want you to know that your teachers are also stressed. And that's not a, a poor me comment. Um, it, it's, it's a blessing to get to be with your students. It, it is a blessing to get to do that work. And, and God uses it in my life year after year after year. I go into the year thinking, okay, I've done this a long time. And then the first class period is, is usually just awesome. And, and I, 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 I get to experience this again, anew, this subject, these subjects that I just named for you every year. And it's a blessing, but, but there's biblical instruction for teachers. And I, and I, I pulled up a bunch of verses. I'm not going to read them all, but if you just search for the word teacher in scripture, it, it appears a lot, but there's one that is really intimidating. It's a, you probably know it. It's James three, one in the English standard version. It says, not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. Now you, you might, be theologically astute and you might be picking up on the fact that, well, that's not really for science teachers or math teachers or government and economics teachers. Well, it, I think it is a, a, a general instruction for teachers and it, it puts a, a burden on us. Even if you say, okay, it's just for Bible teachers and pastors and the like, I do teach those courses too. So it certainly applies to me and I think it applies to all teachers at some level. Uh, generally speaking, I think there are other biblical imperatives that that address this maybe more broadly, but it is a it is a serious 
duty to take on this this role. It, it's not life or death, uh, so although sometimes we treat it like it is, but it's very important. It's it's. I'll just say this: it, it's important to me. And I, I said this earlier. I think some version of this in the, in this episode. But it's important to me that the parents get their money's worth. That students aren't sitting there thinking, "I can't wait for this class to be over." I want it to be rich. And and the thrilling thing to me is to have a parent walk up to me like a lady did this past graduation. with tears in her eyes to say, thank you for seeing something in my student for the last two years that he didn't see in himself and for such a rewarding, fulfilling experience. I just paraphrased a long conversation I had with her. Uh, It wasn't that long, but it was 10 minutes or so. So um, it it is a rich blessing. I don't want to squander it. Uh, We have lots of teachers at Circle, teachers throughout the, the country, uh, throughout the the world, who who live this way, I'm not special. I'm not making that argument at all. Um, there are some amazing teachers out there, and, and yet we all make mistakes, and it's a struggle, and it it can be tedious throughout an entire school year. And I get that um, the subject matter can be frustrating. A student can come home and say, "Well, Mr. Warren said," and maybe they didn't quite quote me in context and that can be alarming and I get it but we enjoy at circle wonderful relationships with families and students and we have a culture that I can't get across on a, a brief a podcast episode like this but it's it's just very special and I'm uh, I'm thankful but I know that you're going through stress too uh, this is a stressful time of year for some people some of you make it look so easy. And, and you know who I'm talking about. They, uh, all of you know, the, uh, whether you have a student or not right now, or whether, whether this type, time of year even affects you or not. Um, you know this family where it's usually the mom, but it's sometimes the dad. Um, it, but it's almost always the mom, in my experience. Or they're so organized and they've got you know, multiple kids who are in school in various grades and scattered all over. I'm, I'm thinking of several families right now at Circle. And and they just make it look easy, and it, and it can't be. Uh, but they're organized, and and yet not hovering. I might not ever hear from them, and if I do, it might just be for a quick clarity of some kind. But uh, many of you just make this look so easy. But I know it it is a stressful time of year, and and so I I want to just uh, urge you to uh, urge all of us to. Um, to, to think about a couple of um, biblical truths. Um, there's a, there's a, a really neat section uh, that we talked about in our study of Romans um, that, that sort of follows, it, it's on spiritual gifts and it follows Romans 12, 1 and 2, probably two of the most memorized verses in all of scripture. But it's about God's grace being sufficient and how we ought to all be humble with our gifts, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. And, and it just walks through the, the how we're supposed to live in community with differing gifts. And I, I think in this time of year, this, this is so important for us to, us to think about. The body of Christ uh, operates this way. The universal church functions this way, and we function this way in community. And the, the 
when I say this way, Paul pivots from these gifts and describing them and talking about how we ought to humbly employ our gifts. And, and this, this applies that there, there are no insignificant gifts here. There's, there's not a hierarchy where, uh, you know, I'm not suggesting for a second that educators, you know, have a, a higher position or lower position. The, these, these gifts interface and we're all, there's an interdependency that Paul talks about here, but he pivots to loving and, and there, there are some people at Circle Christian School who do this so well. They approach the school year in such a loving way. It's not a gushing kind of a thing, but it's you just sense loving support and gratitude. Um, there's, a, there's a culture at Circle, and, and I, I don't know who started this, and I, I, don't know, I don't know how everybody even knows to do it. I really don't. I don't understand why this happens. You don't see this in other schools. But at the end of every class period, I have multiple students who will say, thank you for class. I think it's just the culture in the families and it's how they roll. Nobody tells people to say that. Uh, it, they just say it. And there's this, this, this gratitude, this, this love. And, and, and Paul goes on to talk about how, you know, outdoing each other and showing each other brotherly, brotherly kindness. Um, and, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I, I don't want to spend a lot of time in this section because we've already done that. But, but then he even talks about, you know, loving your enemies, preferring them and, and treating them well uh, down near the end of uh, uh, chapter 12. But, but I, I hope that instruction, that, that, that this is really all of us using our gifts together. And I know he's, he's really talking about the church. I understand that. I understand that a Christian school is a parachurch ministry, and that's that. That's a complicated discussion. We're we're just going to leave it at that. But the way at Circle Christian School, families come together to love each other well. It, it's it's just a beautiful thing. I wish all of you could observe it. Now, if you run a Christian school, and I know I've got lots of friends who do from my work at CFS Financial, you're involved in ACSI or CSI or the Association of Classical Christian Schools out of Idaho, or, or you're just an independent Christian school, or you're affiliated with a church and you're running a Christian school or you're a teacher, and you'd like to know more about this model, this accredited model that is very unconventional, that works, then I would urge you to write me at john at johnwarrenmedia.com. It's actually a beautiful thing. But I, I want to offer a, a little bit of help to to the parents who you know, you just feel, and if you, if you spend much time on social media, this is so easy to fall into this trap. You feel like you're not good enough. You don't fit in. You're not one of those together parents that I talked about, or you struggle, or you got economic pressure and you just don't have time to go to all the meetings and, or you're exhausted at the end of the day. There there was a lady, I coached youth soccer when my daughter was young and there was, there was a lady, oh, I should say her name because she was precious and is precious. She had a car full of kids and they're all they're all older and some married and in college and out of college and young adults now. But I'm telling you, she had a van and, and it had one of those sliding doors on the side. And I don't know who she'd get to open it. One of the older kids would open it. And I, I, I think there were times where she told them just to just to jump and roll out of the van. I don't, I'm not sure it even came to a complete stop sometimes. And she'd have to drop kids off after school at all kinds of practices and all kinds of things. But just an amazing lady who made it look easy. But I know that I know that for the most part, we all feel inadequate 
with respect to raising children. We just do. And I want to offer you some comfort. This isn't a how to parent uh, podcast episode at all, but I want to offer you some, some comfort. We all fail miserably at it because we're all fallen. Even though we're in Christ, parenting just puts tremendous pressure on us if we, if we um, take it seriously. But I would, I would refer us all, and this is especially true. I'm such a hypocrite for even doing this uh, topic, addressing this topic. But we are all prone to be anxious. And yet, in the words of Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount, he, he, he actually just says it very plainly. He tells us a couple of things. He says, be not anxious <laughs> directly. But he also says, don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy. In, in other words, just don't focus just on the temporal. Focus on the fact that you are in Christ, that your youngster, your student is in Christ or God willing is going to be in Christ when they put their faith and trust in him alone. So I would just suggest that the way that you can deal with your anxiety is, is to have a little talk with yourself. We, we have a little talk with ourselves to recognize that we are in him. When we, when we get to God's uh, character, his attributes, we get tremendous comfort from knowing that he is immutable, unchanging, that he is simple. He's not component parts like we are. He has not changed through eternity past and is not evolving into eternity future. There is tremendous comfort in focusing on who God is and who we are in community with each other as we love each other at the start of the school year. And, and for those of you, and you know, this is way too micro in orientation here. uh, But for those of you who have students in my classes, I want to assure you, that you are not inferior to anyone. And there's no question that can't be asked. And I am as open as anyone can be to giving you comfort, answering your questions, ensuring that your student is learning and enjoying the process to the extent possible, um, knowing that we're all gifted differently. One of the precious things about being a teacher is you get to see the gifting and the growth of each student. And and we are all wired differently. There are some patterns that you see as a teacher, but but there's just beauty in that. And I want to, uh, I want to just assure you parents that wherever you are, if you're in a good school, a good caring school with a good culture, your student and your family are loved by that school. And I, I hear some stories sometimes that make me cringe where, where a school makes somebody feel stupid or a parent misses something in in the myriad issues that have to be addressed and fails to do something and then the parent gets scolded by the administration. You know, we don't do that at Circle and, and I hope your school doesn't do it. I hope it has a culture where you are loved. This is, this is a wonderful opportunity to take what could be a stressful period, uh, a period filled with anxiety, and recognizing that we are all flawed sinners, 
the eternal is what is important. Our being in Christ is what is important. To say it simply, the gospel is what is really important. And if we mutually focus on those things, we're able to love each other in community well, and that will reduce, I believe, your anxiety. Did I just grossly oversimplify all of that? Yes, I did. But for those of you who know, you know. I mean, it, 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 biblical truth gives us tremendous comfort in community together. And if I'm not loving a family well, I want to know it. I mean, we'll have challenges throughout the year. There, there are always a few students who, who decide to, you know, present some challenges here and there. Hardly, hardly ever anything of any magnitude. But I'm, I want to focus on loving those students especially well. I heard a comment last last year from a parent who said that their student thought that I didn't like them. Now their student was challenging authority on occasion, and I had to exercise a little bit of firmness with some comments I made to them, but oh my goodness, it it was crushing to me to hear that because that is the very student that I want to ensure they, I want to ensure that they know they're loved. So we all do this imperfectly. I especially do, but I, I hope we can go to these truths, biblical truth. And just if, if you, if you struggle with it, maybe, maybe reading uh, Matthew five, six and seven. I'm turning the pages now just to make sure I got that right. And I did uh, the Sermon on the Mount and, and maybe just read Romans 12. Um, and and I, I think it'll give you comfort. I mean, Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount covers a lot of ground. He talks about judging others and at that ask, seek and knock section is in there. Um, it, it even talks about parenting. If you being evil, he says, I'm, I'm not looking at it right now, but if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven do do so, uh, give good things uh, to those who ask him? Uh, so um, the tremendous promises here that I hope will be encouraging um, this time of year. Just know this, that our defense mechanisms, even as teachers, are are to be cold and protective Teachers, you need to know this too. That family that doesn't open up, that doesn't engage, might just be anxious. Those students who don't engage, who really don't want you to ever call on them. And there, there's a right way, a gentle way to do that. And then there's the abrupt way that is embarrassing and humiliating. And, and I'll guarantee you, here's a good test of this. Those of you who are adults, you remember a teacher, if you had this happen to you, and you probably did, who embarrassed you, humiliated you in class, don't you? Yes. Yep. And, and you also remember the ones who were really good. The others are kind of forgotten. But the really good ones engaged you and respected you, didn't they? And that, that's what I strive to do. That's what we strive to do at Circle Christian School. So I, I hope this wasn't too local in content. I hope this is helpful. I hope it relieves your stress. If, if, you, if you run a school or you're a faculty member and you'd like to know more about this model or, or even about my philosophy, if I, can, if I can come alongside you and be of help to you as an educator, I am happy to do that. I, I probably have very few answers for you outside of this content, these, these subjects that I've discussed in this podcast episode. However, I am happy to pray for you, come alongside you, offer you any kind of input that... that might be valuable. If you run a school and you'd like to embrace this model, I would be 
pleased to share with you that there's it's it's kind of like buying an iPhone where they make it seem so simple. And yet I know that when I swipe and when I use apps and when I do the things that the iPhone does, I know that there there's tons of engineering behind it. It's much more complex. Well, there's nuance in education that that you have to there's some things you just have to get right. You have to do well and you're going to make mistakes. But converting a traditional Christian school to this model is not something you should do based on this podcast episode <laughs> alone. There, there's a lot of nuance. There, there's, there's some things that, that uh, creditors expect, uh, your state will expect, your parents, your students, your faculty. There, there's going from the traditional model to this one, this university model. And I know there, there are all kinds of people who say they have a university model, but, but this, this particular model at Circle Christian School would require uh, lots of nuance. And there are some smart people there who are on the faculty and in the administration and on the board who would be delighted to help you. I, I am a blessed man to get to be part of this. Uh, parents, if you're listening, and I realize not all parents do, but whether you're a current parent or a parent of a student I've had in years past, it, it is just an honor to get to know you and know your students and work with your students. What a blessing your love is to me um, because I am a wretched sinner who doesn't deserve it. And I, I am blessed by beginning even to think about the legacy of having uh, 10 years or so of, of, of students. I, I taught as an adjunct professor at the university of central Florida in the uh, business school, the department of finance and I got to teach an elective course to, it was one of three electives that seniors had to take. And I, I would have 40 students each year. And I, I got to do that for a number of years, um, about 20 some years ago for about 10 years. And that was fine. It was good experience, but nothing like the blessing of engaging with families at a Christian school. I am, I am, I am blessed and I am thankful. So I, I hope this episode has been helpful to you at least with respect to anxiety and the role of teachers and the, the, this, this period of the year. My prayer is that your students get off to a great start and have a great year. Um, I look forward to the beginning of this uh, school year. If I'm really candid, I don't enjoy the tedium of, of preparing to start the school year and all the, all the documents and the courses, the training and all, all the, paperwork and all the planning and all the benchmarks and standards and stuff. Um, but the, the, uh, that is, that is a necessary part of the journey. And uh, that's why I said at the beginning of this episode that I'm a hypocrite, uh, for even talking about your anxiety. I have plenty of my own this time of year. What a blessing. I'm thankful that you're here. Please like sh- share review and subscribe to relentless truth. You can find us Wherever you go to get your podcast, I'm amazed at how this audience has grown, and I'm, I'm thankful that you, many of you engage with me and pass along an encouraging word. I look forward to next week. We're going to, again, we're going to be talking about the attributes of God, and we're going to start with divine simplicity. I, I think the title is God is Simple, and I know that raises some eyebrows, but I'm going to explain in that episode exactly what that means and i look forward to being with you then
Thanks for listening to Relentless Truth with John Warren. Please consider sharing this podcast and subscribe to receive future episodes. Connect with John regarding your comments, questions, and show ideas through johnwarrenmedia.com or at John Warren Media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. That's all for this episode. Join us next week for another edition of Relentless Truth with John Warren.